Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. Well, a couple of days ago we concluded our exegesis or maybe I should say our exposition of 2 Corinthians, Paul's second recorded epistle to the Corinthians, another epistle or two referred to but not found in our, in our New Testament scriptures. But on the broadcast Friday, I took a little time to make some final applications before we leave this epistle behind and move on to a study of 1 Thessalonians. And so we'll do that, and when we've done that, we'll shift to 1 Thessalonians, but we need to talk a little bit more about lives regulated by truth and how that is most likely to occur. It is of significance. Paul tells us how important it is in his life. By implication, he's telling us how important it should be in our lives. But we need to consider what we need to do to make that the center of our lives, like the Apostle Paul clearly did. And so we want to talk about that a bit more. So thank you for joining me on this Monday, January 22. And I thank those radio listeners whose financial gifts keep us teaching God's Word on this station. Life regulated by truth. You remember what Paul said in verse 8 of of 2 Corinthians chapter 13, for we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. We can do nothing against the truth, but everything in our lives centers around the truth. And of course, the truth he's talking about is the Word of God. Jesus said, sanctify them, heavenly Father, through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And so what Paul is telling us is that his life was regulated by the truth of God's Word. And what we're understanding is that our lives need to be regulated by the truth of God's Word. But the question is, how does that happen? Well, I should have started that the answer to that question by saying it can only happen if you have truly been born again. I assumed that, but I think I need to stop long enough to emphasize that, because it is clear that there are a lot of people who think they are Christians. They profess to be Christians. Some perhaps know that they've made a false profession, but they continue moving forward with it because they have certain reasons and motivations for doing that. And others, I think, are genuinely deceived into thinking that they are Christians when they are not. But 
one of the best indicators of spiritual life is interest in the Word of God. Spiritual life must be nourished by God's Word, just as physical life must have food in order to exist, in order to survive. We can't survive long without it, and we don't have active physical lives if we don't get enough of it, enough physical nourishment of the right kind. So, in the physical realm, this is obvious, but the Bible makes it clear that in the spiritual realm, this is also obvious, or ought to be also obvious. In the spiritual realm, this is also true. Man shall not live by bread alone, physical life, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, spiritual life. Physical life must be nourished and maintained by physical food. Spiritual life must be nourished and maintained by spiritual food. So it goes without saying that if a person truly possesses spiritual life, they will have a hunger for the Word of God. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word. Now, we generally take that as a command, and I'm not so sure that it's not that, but it could also be understood as a statement of fact. Newborn babes do desire the milk of the Word. As newborn human beings desire physical milk, usually from their mother, if that's, if that's uh, possible. In some cases, it's not, or whatever. I won't get into that, but Newborn babies desire milk. <laughs> They're frantic to receive it, as you know. And in like fashion, newborn Christian babes also desire the sincere milk of the Word. And so one of the marks of the new birth is a hunger for the Word of God. And so I stop and say, is that a characteristic in your life? Because if it's not, then you need to do some soul-searching to see if, in fact, you have been born again. However, I would take it that probably the majority of people who are listening to this broadcast today do have a spiritual hunger because this is not an entertaining-style broadcast, is it? But there will be some of you who just happen to be... <laughs> Some place where somebody else has the radio on, and so you're listening to it, you're hearing it, even though it wasn't what you desired for yourself, or in some cases, people who didn't used to have a desire suddenly find themselves with that desire. We have a man, or had a man in our church who's now with the Lord. That's exactly what happened to him. He was unconverted, he knew it, he wasn't concerned about it. In fact, he even had. A, an agreement with his wife that they were not going to bring religion into their home until the Holy Spirit went to work in his life and he found himself hungry for the Word. And he was actually sneaking around listening to various Bible teaching radio broadcasts, including this one, but sneaking around to listen to them so his wife wouldn't know that he was breaking their agreement. But suddenly, he couldn't help himself. He had this irresistible, unsatiable desire for the Word of God. 
And so that's the first requirement. If you're going to have a life regulated by truth, you have to be born again. And if you aren't interested in receiving the word of truth and regulating your life by it, it is very likely that you have not been born again. But to have a life regulated by truth, you not only need to have a hunger for it, but you need to learn it. You need to know it. You need to read the Bible. You need to study the Bible. You need to make it a lifelong study. And that requires intention on your part. That requires diligence on your part. You're going to have to have some, some um, what should I say, some scheduled ways of taking God's Word into your life. I highly suggest the practice of reading God's Word daily. I highly su suggest the practice of having a Bible reading schedule that will take you through the entire Bible over the course of a year, and more often if you are able to do it. Different people's schedules are different, and some people only have a certain amount of time. But again, it's one of those things. When it comes to physical hunger, even if you have a busy schedule, you figure out some way to eat, don't you? I do. I, I get hungry, and I, I want to eat. I have to eat, and I make that a priority. And likewise, if you have a hunger for the Word of God, you will make that a priority. So you will find times to do that, and I strongly recommend that you make that a practice in your life on a daily basis. But beyond that, you need to be regularly under the ministry of someone who is teaching God's Word in a faithful and effective way. God has given to the church people who are gifted and equipped to teach God's Word. That's just God's design. That's what the Bible teaches us. That's God's design. When Christ went back to heaven, he gave certain gifts to the church. We read in Ephesians chapter 4. And several of them are gifted people who fill certain positions. So he gave apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastor-teachers for the equipping of the saints. This is the way saints are equipped to, to be able to serve the Lord, equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And so that's God's design. People who tell me, I don't need to go to church, may be revealing more about their true condition than they realize. It's almost like, I have um, considered this situation and I, I just have come to the conclusion that I don't need to do that. Well, you do, because the Bible tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And there are other indications that Christians are expected to be regularly with the people of God in what we would call in church. In other words, when the people of God gather, that is the church. And in that time of corporate worship, corporate gathering, corporate assembly, one of, the, one of the main things that is done is the teaching of God's Word. If for some reason you are not able to do that, and I put it that way, not because you 
have chosen not to do that, but because you're not able to do that, then you need to find some alternatives. And thankfully, in our day, that is very possible. And we have a lot of people, a certain number of members of our church, who really are not able to get out. But most of them, most of them, I, I think nearly all of them, tune in our services on their listening device. We live stream them. And the main purpose for that, well, there are two purposes for it, but the main purpose for that is for that for those who are truly unable to come, they still get the teaching of God's Word, and they still have some connection with the church. It's not the same as being there. And one reason it's not the same as being there is because though you are viewing the service, you're not in the service, you're not fellowshipping with anyone at the assembly of the saints. You may be viewing it, but nobody else is, knows you're viewing it or is interacting with you before and after the service. It's not, a, it's not an adequate replacement for church attendance, but if you're not able to attend, it's a reasonable substitute that will at least give you the intake of God's Word. And, of course, we've got many other avenues by which you can access good Bible teaching. You're listening to this broadcast, presumably for that reason. And there are other broadcasts that certainly will supply the same need and probably do it in a far more effective way. But there's a lot available on the radio, even some on television, though it's a little harder to find good, solid Bible teaching on television, but it is there if you know where to look. And, of course, the Internet and other recording devices. So find a way to get under the teaching of God's Word because that's the only way that you're going to have a life regulated by truth is if you know the truth and you need to be intaking it regularly if you are going to know it. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.